I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. We are live again today, so if you're on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, make sure you hop in the comments and let us know that you're watching. Uh, Big Pooh, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Just coming down off of this, uh, this high of all four playoff games coming down to the last play. It was awesome. It, it was a glorious weekend for football. Uh, and our guest today is Chad Ryan. Chad, how are you doing? Big Douglas. It's great to be here, mate. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, you know, we've reached out and t- talked to each other a bit uh, in recent times, but this is the first time joining the show and happy to be here. And um you know, I've been such a fan of what you're doing, man. You're really out there grinding and booking great guests and getting great content, and um, good on you. Like, it's great to see. I, I know what that's like. I've been doing that myself for a while, and, uh, yeah, you're killing it, man, so I'm happy to be here. Well, I appreciate the kind words, and we have definitely been trying to set this up. This it was we're not the first time that we've tried, uh, but you're in Australia, and there's the time difference. Pooh, I know you are a world traveler. It is 4 o'clock here, Eastern Standard Time. What time do you think it is in Australia right now? It depends on what part of Australia well, he's in. That's fair. one. I'm in the East Coast. Okay, so you, Melbourne, Sydney, you, Melbourne. Right yep, Melbourne. you got it. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, I don't know what time it is, but I believe it's like a 16 hour difference. Yeah, well, I'll give you a hint. It's Tuesday here, so... No, I, yeah, I, I knew it was the day before. <laughs> I definitely knew that. Because uh, when I... um, I was out there... After. After, right? After, well, after. Before. Depends on where you're sitting. Yeah, before. <laughs> so there... So so if you're in Australia, you're a day ahead. Yeah, um, that's right. So it's... Yeah. it's oh, it, it's 8 a.m. Tuesday morning here, uh, which normally would be a great time to record. I was up all night with a two-week-old baby, though, and a toddler that kept getting woken up by a two-week-old baby. So I'm a little bit sleep-deprived this morning. So if I start slurring my words, it's not because I'm Australian drunk. It's just because I'm Australian tired. <laughs> uh, Chad, I, I know most people are familiar with your work from the Redskins Capital Connection. You guys have been grinding for a long time. I'm curious, you know, it's an easy question to ask. How from Australia to D.C.? Yeah, so it's, it's a story I've told a lot. So for anyone who is familiar with my work, they would have heard it before. But for anyone who's seeing or hearing me for the first time, um, the short version of the story is essentially um, I'd been to D.C. a bunch of times for work, really loved the town. Um, now, because 1 p.m. Sunday, with that time difference we just mentioned, 1 p.m. Sunday is usually 3 a.m. Monday for me here in Australia. Um, there was always a bit of a barrier about getting into NFL. So I hadn't really gotten into it until about, the early 2000s, around 2005, 2006, 2007 is when I really started paying attention. Um, Fell in love with the game, like watched a little bit, watched a little bit, watched a little bit. I was like, this is interesting. This is good. And then one day there was like that light bulb moment where I was like, it went from, this is interesting to, I fucking love this sport, man. So really got into it, adopted the then Redskins as my team um, and never looked back. And then um, in terms of me covering the team and um, that angle of things, it was, uh, what was it, about 2014, I think. Um, it's either 2013 or 2014, just as a way to feel more connected to a team that you're 10,000 miles away from geographically. I just started a one-man podcast uh, with no expectations. That just went from one thing to another thing to another thing, and um, here we are now. So, yeah, it's it's good fun. It's 
it's a good way to a good way to meet people like yourselves and have some fun following a team from so far away. Well, it was uh, our team was not in there this weekend. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show, but it was one of the greatest weekends of football that I can ever recall. I've watched this sport for a long time. Who? Let's start with the Saturday games. Uh, you who'd you have in that Bills Titans game? Uh, Bengals Titans. Uh, I yeah, actually Bengals. had the Bengals. I had the Bengals three. Uh, was it plus three? Um, I believe that's what I did. Yeah. So I, I had, I had, I thought it was, I didn't think it was going to even be that close. Um, I just thought the, the Bengals were playing well. They have an explosive offense. Well, <laughs> I thought they had one <laughs> until they, <laughs> until that playoff game. But, uh, I, I just, I just felt they were going to be the team. Uh, Titans were trying to, uh, you know, integrate Derrick Henry back into the fold after he make, missed all them weeks with the foot injury. And um, I think they, you know, Julio, Julio Jones was back in the lineup after missing all them games. So I just think they had a lot of players they were trying to integrate um, for a playoff game. <laughs> uh, you know, it kind of, I think it, it might have messed their rhythm up some. Um, I didn't see that whole game, only saw parts of it. But from what I saw, it was a lot of vicious hitting going on, and neither D line, I mean, neither O line, uh, looked like they should have got their playoff checks. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, Chad, I mean, a team has never had the quarterback sacked nine times and won a game. I, I mean, yeah, it's, look, it's like the five the, turnover game that you win, it doesn't happen. The, the previous record was uh, former Washington quarterback, great former champion. I think he's uh. I believe he's in our ring of fame, uh, Donovan McNabb, while he was with his previous team, the Eagles. Um, <laughs> you know, he was sacked eight times in a game and won back in 2003. They made a mention of that during the game. And um, literally, like, the second they put that stat on, Burrow got sacked for the ninth time. I was like, well, okay, so this is happening. Um, look, I, I, that was the only game I got wrong this weekend. So I went three out of four. I had the Titans in that game. Uh, picked the other three games correctly. Um, I thought the Titans were going to win just because I thought they were going to be out of pressure Burrow all day, and they did, but they still couldn't win. And they had the chance to win. Like, uh, Poo, I know you said you didn't watch the game, but the Titans almost won that game at the end. Like all the other games this weekend, it really came down to the end. And if, you know, Mike Vrabel had made a different decision, if, you know, one play had gone the other way, Titans are, you know, in the championship round this week. So, I mean, I thought that was, you know, what a game. You know, that's going to be the game of the week. And then every game after it was better than the previous one. Um, but the Titans game was really an interesting battle, um, you know, on, you know, Washington football team Twitter about philosophy, because there's a lot of people who look at some of the stuff I'm saying about what some potential quarterback options are for Washington in the future. And like, well, look at Tannehill in, in Tennessee. That's not working. And like, it kind of is. And they didn't lose that game because of Tannehill. So it's, you know, it was, it was a bit of fun from that regard as well. Not just that, but it was a big debate for the Bengals. You know, they went uh, Jamar Chase instead of Penny Sewell. And yep. it lit up drafting experts and, and team builders as to what's important. It's interesting. That wide receiver wide receiver trio that the Bengals have may be the best in the league. Uh, you get sacked nine times. You got to find a way to get them to the ball, though. They found creative ways to do that by screens and stuff. Uh, but, boy, you, you can't afford to have that kid take nine hits and keep playing a long time. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Without the transfer portal – who mm -hmm. we we may never have a Joe Burrow, a Joe Burrow, uh Baker Mayfield, um 
it's a few it's a few quarterbacks who Cam you know, Newton going back. Yeah, Cam Newton yeah. after they transferred and went to their you know new team, then we we started hearing about them. Um, so the transfer portal, you know, they got to tighten up some things on it, but it's it's a wonderful tool. Um, as far as Cincinnati and and I think a, a, the thing people lose and you know obviously it's not good to see your franchise quarterback that just coming off a knee injury the previous season uh get sacked nine times in the playoff game you you never want to see that but i think people forget quickly you can't fix it all in an off season and the Bengals were terrible for a reason <laughs> they had a high pick for a reason they had a lot of holes and i can't fault them for picking you know, Jamar Chase, who dynamic receiver that takes the top off of the defense. So he's different from the two receivers they had in um uh, their names are escaping me. Higgins and T. Higgins and uh and uh boy boy. So so he's different in, in, in regards to how they operate. So he he actually opened their offense up. When he came, when he actually started catching the ball, so I, I can't fault them for that pick. That pick was a great pick. It's just, you know, and even one offensive lineman, right? So even if they would have drafted, you know, so it's still four other guys on that line that was, you know, one guy didn't give up nine sacks. Very so nice. it's it's one of them things where okay, now you got your playmakers in place in Cincinnati. It's time to address the offensive line this offseason. You know what you yeah. need. Whenever your season ends, you know what you need. You need more, more, more big men in the front. And like, let let's be clear though as well. Like, yes, the Bengals' offensive line played really, really poorly, and that's you know contributed a lot to why Burrow was sacked nine times. But that wasn't why he was sacked each and every one of those nine times. Um, some of that blame goes onto Joe Burrow holding on the ball too long, and some of that blame goes onto the Bengals' passing game because they were still running these really complex route trees when they needed to be running quick options because it was clear that the Titans were getting to Burrow and beating the offensive line. When that's happening, stop running these plays where guys are taking three, five, seven seconds to get open because it's not going to work. So, you know, there, there's a lot of change I think we'll see from the offensive game plan in the championship round for that AFC matchup because if they go back into that game with the game plan they had against Tennessee, he's going to get sacked again a lot of times. Chris, how are you, my friend? Oh man, it's been a stressful day, but I'm here. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Got you in my prayers. Uh, hope everything's okay there. Uh, we just got through wrapping up kind of with the Bengals game. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, we haven't had you on since kind of the season wrapped. I'm curious, like when, okay, the game's over for half these teams. What are the players doing right now once the season wraps? What What is next? Uh, everybody's hanging with their families, going on vacations try to spend some quality time with their loved ones, you know, because a lot of times during the season, uh, people don't really understand how many hours are really put into, you know, a typical NFL day. Um, with black, no one's healthy, but let's just say you're hurt. More than likely you're getting up at 6, 6.30 to get into the uh, facility so you can start your rehab. Then you have the team lift by like 7.38 or maybe you lift um, after lunch or something. But you're pretty much in that building from, 6.30 to 7 uh, until 4 or 5 o'clock every day. And then when you get home, you know, it's not like 
the work is done. It's like you, you still got film study that you want to get ahead on. You still got your masseuse that you got to see. You still got your other doctors that you need to see, your, your stretchologist, your dry needle guy, uh, your nutrition guy. Like, by 9 o'clock, and, you know, like, most families are asleep, and that's when, you know, like a typical NFL player pretty much is starting to settle down for the rest of his life. <laughs> so uh, now that the offseason is here, um, I, I know for myself, every time the offseason came, you know, me and my family always um, tried to take a trip somewhere and just relax and just get your mind on football. How, how mm. long are you required to stay at the facility after that last game before, you know, it's kind of your time? Oh, no, you're done. When, when, when One day. Over, you're done. You, you come back in, you hand in your, your playbook, and you kind of have an exit meeting, and hopefully the uh, the coach will come in there and, uh, you know, have a team meeting and address the team and uh, try to get them something positive to look forward to uh, towards the offseason. Then you got to figure out who's going to be there and who's not because some of those guys that may be the last day in the building forever. And, mm -hmm. and for a lot of those guys, it may be um, the beginning to something special. So, you know, hopefully they they felt like they left a good taste in the team's mouth or in the coach's mouth and they'll bring those guys back or give them new contracts. But so many different guys are in so many other different situations. You just never know. It's why that last day with the uh, the locker clean out is such a media frenzy because, you know, the media knows this is going to be the last day we ever talk to some of these guys. This is going to be the last day we talk to these guys for six months. Um it's always a very, very tricky day because, you know, it's bittersweet for a lot of guys. It's, you know, great news for some guys. It's, um, it's a tough day to handle. All right, let's get back into the weekend. So uh, we finished, we're at the, the Bengals game. Then the evening game is San Francisco versus Green Bay. I would suggest Green Bay had a better shot of winning that game if they had played it in San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, that, that team's not built to play that way in the snow with Aaron Rodgers. He had a horrible game. Uh, I don't know what the game plan was. Uh, Listen, man, are, are we going to are we going to talk about Aaron <clears throat> Rodgers' playoff record um, against the Niners specifically? I mean, four. Four. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's one of the things where I don't know what happens, but whenever they have to play the 49ers specifically. They nut up. <laughs> hey. it's, it's from it's from that quote that Aaron Rodgers said when he got drafted. The 49ers are going to hate me uh, every time they have to play me or something crazy like that. And he hasn't yeah. been able to beat them when he counties. <laughs> Man, and it's just, it's just mm, thank you, NFL gods, for that. Because that's that's just a great cap on Aaron Rodgers' season. Hey, listen, hey, it set Twitter <laughs> off now. That was, that, was, that was a fun <laughs> night on Twitter when they lost. But it's... Once again, what we talked about before we started Aaron, three phases of the game, right? They're special teams single-handedly. Won the game. game. Single-handedly won the game. Like Shout out to Coach Hightower, former Redskin coach. Listen. Team's coordinator. The special yeah, Adam Schiff didn't tweet about him, did he? <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it, it's one of the things where it's, it's, it's like, I don't know. You're, you're in Green Bay. You in the elements? It's cold. Green Bay, you supposed to y'all supposed to have this in the bag. That's their and home field advantage. That's the mm. home field advantage. You had this in the bag, and you got whipped on special teams. Yep. That's it. Whipped is on it the, special teams. Is it the last time we see Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay uniform? Yep. It might yes. be the last time. Him and Devontae Adams. 
Well, they'll ta- they're going to tag Devontae Adams, I bet. But um, Well, the Devontae's problem is they might not be go. able to afford to. Yeah, Devontae's going to go wherever Aaron's going. They're not going to be able to afford to uh, afford tag to. him. Yeah, Green Bay have the second worst cap space situation in the NFL. And when you consider what their issue is at quarterback and, you know, their second most, their second best player in Devontae Adams, you can make an argument that they have the worst cap situation in the NFL because of that. It's going to be really interesting to see how they handle that. It was, uh, he was not good in that game. He he might have been a little bit better than Jimmy G who is now uh, the name is now setting Washington football team Twitter ablaze. Uh, are you interested in Jimmy G? I take, no, no. I take Mitch Trubisky first after his year with Brian Dable. <laughs> give me, give me, give me a, give me Mitch first. And I, and I don't think that's uh, too far off. Uh, interesting. It, very interesting that uh, in, a, in a matter of about a year or two, we have seen Aaron Rodgers turn heel and Tom Brady become lovable. Not uh, not something I thought to, that I would expect. Yeah, like you're spot on, Big Doug. But And yet, you know, if you watched the NFL landscape this weekend, about 90 million people were rooting for Tom Brady to lose. So, like, he's lovable, but we still don't want him to win again. So Yeah, you know, that's what everyone was saying. It was like, man, I don't care what happened to his players. As long as Tom Brady wasn't in the Super Bowl again. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, when we get to Sunday, the Rams did everything possible to lose that game. Oh man, I mean, everything possible. And but you brought up when we're talking about the Titans about some of the guys they had brought back, you know, the Derrick Henry that was still getting into. I mean, it was obvious that Cam Akers hadn't had anybody punching at a football in a while, uh, because he had a hard time holding on to it. Uh, but Matthew Stafford showed you why you go out there and spend like there's not you cannot spend this whole weekend. Shows you exactly the importance of the quarterback. And for all these people that will tell you on Twitter or wherever else, that's too much to spend. There's literally not too much. There is nothing too expensive when it comes to franchise quarterbacks. Well, we'll nothing. see this weekend. We'll see this weekend. I'm about saying that this, this weekend is going to see. Yeah, they pay him to win a Super Bowl. They didn't pay him just to win that last game. But we'll see this weekend if, if the Matt Stafford uh, trade paid off. <laughs> I, know, I know that that OBJ trade paying off. It that definitely was, is. And, definitely the, and the Von Miller, Miller trade. And the Von yeah. Miller trade. Yep. 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 Von Miller hit the famous dance. Uh, 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 and then, and then they turned it. around and gave the ball right back. Right back. Next play. <laughs> right back. <laughs> Next play gave it right back. Chris, explain to me Aaron Donald had nine pressures on the game. What is it about Aaron Donald? You cannot. What can you do? Well, it's not Particularly now with outside anymore. edge rushers. Yeah, it's not just Aaron Donald anymore. Uh, now they have three guys who you could pretty much double team. You know, any given day, Vaughn Miller's getting double team. Any given day, Larry Floyd is getting double team. And now it's like Georgia who, guy. Who, what is it? He's Georgia, Georgia guy. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all those guys command a double team. So now, you know. Raheem Morris has really done a good job at being able to put those guys on opposite sides of the field. And now it's kind of hard. It's like pick your poison. Who do you want to double team? And a lot of times, you know, guys are going to double Aaron, Aaron Donald, but the way the defense is set up, they might put an overload and put him single-handed on the worst offensive lineman on the other side of the field. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, he, he could beat your best guy. Now put him on your worst guy. Now you're in a world of trouble. <laughs> 
and they did that. When yeah. They kept, yeah. They kept putting. We them saw on him wells. play every position. Yeah. 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 Like they put him at nose sometimes because they feel like he he may have an advantage over the center. And and I'm pretty sure it, it's kind of like the JJ Watt effect because JJ Watt will line up on every single guy until he finds that duck. And when he find that duck, he's gonna stay on that duck all game until somebody figure out a way to stop him. And now you got a three headed monster with with Vaughn Floyd and um Aaron Donald. It's 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 hard to really game plan for that, and, and especially with their right tackle being out for Tampa Bay. I mean, it was, you know, it was open season on on, on that right side, and Vaughn Miller took advantage of Donovan Smith, who's been having a really good year with Tom Brady back there as quarterback. But Vaughn Miller looked elite again. Oh, he punished mm-hmm. him. He punished him yesterday. Oh, so how, yeah. how how far how far off is Jonathan Allen from uh, Aaron Donald? They're very different players. Like, I, mean, I know they play the same hard, position, but they're very yeah, different it's players. Hard to yeah. yeah. So, the, like thing, the thing that makes Aaron Donald so special Donald, is just how fast he is. Like, there's a lot of guys at, on the defensive line who are 280 pounds, 300 pounds, who are like strong and have the technical proficiency, but not all of them have Aaron Donald's speed. Like, he's so quick. Right. He's so quick off the line, and he will just beat you before you have your feet set if you're on the offensive line. And that's, that's what makes him a rare talent. Like, he has all of the tools, not just, you know, the strength and the proficiency and, you know, all the moves. He has that speed that just kills you. And there you got think about it. Aaron Donald was getting 10-plus sacks, getting double the triple team, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and Jonathan Allen, he's getting double team, but I don't think the triple teams are, are really there yet, you know what I mean? Like, like Jonathan Allen is good, but, you know, Aaron Donald's another beast, you know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. definitely – he, he's another tier ahead of Jonathan Allen. That's not to put – that's not a bad thing on Jonathan Allen because Jonathan sure. Allen's a great player. But when you talk about Aaron Donald, you're talking about one of the greatest players that has ever played the game at the defensive tackle position. Yeah. Would you be Would you be more surprised if Tom Brady retired or Aaron Rodgers retired this year? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say Tom. Like Aaron Rodgers, you know, this is what a lot of people, you know, when I say a lot of people, I'm really talking about the the Washington fans were like, yeah, we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Like, even if he hadn't been doing this, he's still a 39-year-old quarterback. But he's a 39-year-old quarterback who has spoken publicly multiple times this season about maybe retiring. And there's that famous saying in sports that when you start thinking about retiring, you're basically already retired. So I don't think it would be a shock if he retires because he's spoken about it. Tom Brady hasn't spoken about it. He's spoken about how, like, I want to play till I'm 75 or whatever nonsense stuff the TB12 diet is going to let him do. <laughs> I would be more surprised if Brady retired at this point because, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been speaking about it. I mean, that doesn't yeah. mean he will. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. definitely spot on with that. And plus, Aaron Rodgers is part owner in the Milwaukee Bucks, right? So they just won a championship a couple of years ago. So he might just ride off in retirement and just enjoy being an owner. <laughs> I don't I, I think Aaron Rodgers, I think a lot of what he says is 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 you gotta take with a grain of salt because you don't know you don't understand his context. Well, not the truth. <laughs> yeah, not the context, his context of 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 you know why he's saying these things. And I I just I don't see him retiring after that game he had yesterday. Or the yeah. day or the, the the last game they played. I don't see him retiring off that game like yeah the competitive him won't let him hang it up yeah because he's still playing at an extremely high level there's very few people that can do what he does to this day 
So he, I, I think he understands. Like I still have a lot more left, and I can't go out like that. Not and like he that. played hurt most of the season. Yeah, with 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 the toe, he decided to you know show everybody. Right, <laughs> and they left the toe man. They uh, they saved the best for last. That Bills Chiefs game might be the best football game I've ever, ever. watched. Ever. ever. Yeah, I've ever it was watched. amazing. They this scored the, twenty. They combined for twenty five points in the last two minutes of the game. That was like Madden. I was like playing Madden. It was like incredible. <laughs> uh, Except it, if that was really Madden, there would have been about five or six rage quits before the actual end of the game. Right. Like, yeah. Fuck right, this. I'm out. Right. Right. Your opponent has left the game. game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why they. Somebody's got to explain to me why they don't squib kick. That that was that's the game, that's the, the game's thing. over if you if you squib that kick. Not Listen. necessarily. So like it, it's I, not, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have squib kicked, because I, I agree they should have, but the risk, like what a special teams coordinator will look at in terms of the risk of a squib kick, is if you get a bad bounce on that first kick, they can recover the ball pretty much already in field goal range, or like one one small play away from field goal range. If you pretty much any person in the world other than Patrick Mahomes is not driving the field into field goal range in 13 seconds. So, like, if you look at your analytics sheet, it's going to say, don't squib kick here. But you got to account for Patrick Mahomes. Well, does it say yeah, kick it out of the back of the end zone? They could at least kicked it to the one. Patrick yeah, Mahomes. No, I agree. I agree. Shouldn't have kicked it out of the end zone. Should have been a Mahomes, short, deep kick. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I'm not giving those type of guys. No, that I don't care if it's 13 seconds, 15. I'm they had three timeouts. I'm not giving them that time, period. But like, yo, I'll take my chances with those guys any day, but you have to have the right situational football awareness. Like, why were they rushing four guys? Drop that extra mm-hmm. man in the coverage. You know yeah. that they're going to get rid of the ball, he's not going to hold it long. You know, he's trying to get rid of it quick. You know, that's just bad situational play calling by the defensive coordinator. And, and they and were pressing, the, and they were pressing the boundary too. Like, right? They've got and, three timeouts. Who cares about right, the boundary? Right? Who like cares? That, that that wasn't the situation for you know the, uh, a boundary play. Like, line up and yep. play defense. Don't allow these guys to get nothing quick over the middle. Like they was able to get with Kelsey. But if you just play regular defense like you've been doing all day and just hold up, you'll be okay. I don't. I don't like teams pay coaches too much money to go out there and, and 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 blow calls like that at the biggest time in the game. I agree 100% with Swaggy. Yeah, and we, and and you work on that situation every Saturday. Every Friday, every Saturday, you walk over the end of the game situations. What do you do when there's 10 seconds left and the team has no timeouts? What do you do when there's 45 seconds left and the team has three timeouts? And then you walk through these plays Oh, converted first down. What play do they love to run off of a first down when it's a running clock? Like, that's stuff that you we're prepared for every week. So, so to see them get in the biggest moment of the season and blow it, it was, like, unbelievable. It's like, guys, we practice this every single Saturday. How can we fuck this up now? Pressure burst pipes. <laughs> well, let's uh here here's the next thing that that game led to and Pooh, I know you're interested in this. The uh there will be calls for uh overtime rules don't adjustments. Like don't no, like it. Keep it. Keep so, it the way like it is. It. Some of those calls are coming from me, boys. Let's have this fight. I'm, I'm okay, so this is my thing, right? Keep it the way it is. The, 
Make a stop on defense. Make a stop. Make a stop. The NFL is three phases. The game is three phases. Special teams, defense, offense, right? Yep. Three phases of football. It's not just the fabulous quarterback, right? That I think people, and I'm not saying you, but I think a lot of people are just thinking about the last game they saw. Awesome game. All on point score at the end of the game. Crazy game. We wanted more. We want more. We want more. We want more. Nobody, I didn't hear these calls when Pittsburgh and Detroit went into overtime and ended up time. <laughs> I didn't hear these calls for these overtime changes then. Right. It's when the NFL made the change and said, okay, either if the team comes down and scores a touchdown, game over. If you hold them to a field goal, your offense get a chance. That's all the change that was needed. That's, that's all it. the change. That's that's all the change that was needed. If your defense can't hold this team to at least a field goal, you deserve to lose. Yeah, period. That's it. That's I don't it. care if Joe Montana was sitting on that other sideline. If you come down and your defense cannot keep them out the end zone, you do not deserve to win because you had 60 minutes in regulation to win. That's the thing. Overtime isn't supposed to be fair. It is supposed to be equal. It is survival of the fittest. That's it. Period. Period. So, so, all, so, all, so all this everybody gets a turn. That's college football, man. That's yeah. college. The same yeah, college. I, so I, 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 I agree with you up until a point. So, using your words, like it's three phases of football, right? And to win, you need all three phases to fire. I agree completely. So, both teams should have to play defense in overtime. No. It shouldn't be decided on a coin flip, and I know you're like, no, 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 coin flip. But I'll tell you who made that same argument. The Kansas City Chiefs, when this happened to them against the Pats in 2018, in March 2019, they went to the league meetings in the offseason and tried to change the overtime rules because they themselves had this happen to them. And they're like, well, this can't be, you know, this, this is nonsense. We should go to the college rules. So that argument you're making right now because the Kansas City Chiefs won last night, they tried to change the rules themselves three years and, ago. And I bet so, you have, and if, it had, sure. if it had been Tom, they'd have changed the rule too. I'm, and I'm but sure. no, yeah. nobody, they didn't even put, they didn't even put that rule change on the table. Right. That's no, because it didn't so, have the support of the other owners. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> right. So that's how they feel about it. This is the thing. Like the NFL does so much, in you know they supposed to be under this player safety thing, but they add another game and they. So they have contradicting things going there. The one thing is not going to happen is the whole point of overtime is not to play the full overtime. <laughs> so they want that th- that game over as fast as possible. Well, keep in mind, they did already change the rules. So up until, what was that, five or six years ago, yeah, um, if you kick the, the field goal, you won. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now if you kick your field goal, the other team gets a chance. So they, right. it, these rules are clearly movable, right? They're, they're willing to negotiate. So... I won't be surprised if we do see a change to allow both teams one opportunity. I know, if I'm, Josh, I know if I'm Josh Allen, I'm pissed. Oh, I'm, I'm pissed yeah. that I don't he's, even get a chance. He should to be pissed at his top five pissed. defense. His top I'm, five I'm defense pissed. let him Number down. One. Yeah, he should be pissed at his defense and pissed <laughs> yeah. that he picked tails. <laughs> right. Like I and, 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 you guys, and I hear you. I hear you about the rules, you know, that them bending them. I don't see them going to a system that's similar to college football, though. No, because, not at all. No, because they have to. They have to be able to differentiate between. Yeah, the pro there's a, there's the a middle game. ground poo. There's a middle ground poo where at least the other team, even if they score a touchdown, the other team can get out there, score a touchdown, and then it's and then it's next point win. It it doesn't have to be to the extent that college is, 
But bro, I but, personally would have liked to see John Allen out there getting an opportunity. It's it's not even that much time in 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 overtime to do all that. Like mm-hmm. if if let's just say one team go out there and get a, a a long drive, a twelve play, fourteen play drive, and take up eight eight nine minutes on the clock, the other team ain't got no time to to uh, go down and make a well. Score. So then at least finish. That's good. That's exciting. I like that. And and that's where it goes to like your defense has to perform right. If your defense and your offense couldn't get it done in a certain amount of time, then that's too bad. But I. I to not even have a chance in overtime, like Josh Allen and the Bills. He had a chance. Been... That's the yeah. thing. He had a Bills, chance. The Bills had a chance. The Bills he... certainly had a chance. Josh the, Allen just the, had to sit there. As the a Bills player. had a chance. The defense did not do their job. That's it's, a top five defense. They're number one defense. They did not do their job. It's just like the 49er Packer game. The special teams did not do their job. It's so right, they but, lost. Yeah, but by that business. same argument, did the Kansas City Chiefs defense do their job because the scores were tied at the end of regulation? Not at all. They, no. They, 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 uh, well, and it, so and by that to, definition, the they the won on a coin toss. It goes to show the problem because you would take a top five offense <laughs> over top, top ten or top five defense in the modern NFL any which way. Especially I mean, with the way the rules it, are it's judged. A big, it's a yeah. big ask. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. It, it's a big ask. I, I would like to be able to see the other quarterback at least get to it was it was it was really shocking though, like to to watch playoff football and see so many busted coverages by really yeah. well coached defenses. Like even at the end of that Buccaneers game, like why the hell are we in a two man all out blitz when there's no time left at the end of a game? Like you know, Todd Bowles is a great defensive play caller, but Jesus Christ, that nickel call was anything weird. more conservative than that, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so aggressive when he, it was no need because all he was going to do was complete the ball, run the rest of the clock out, and go to overtime. But no, nah, we want to be aggressive and, and get a blitz and get a sack for what? I have no clue. And blew the game. Went, went over the well, I'll I tell you one thing we learned from this weekend. You have to have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You, you, you cannot win these games without a quarterback, which gets us gets me to uh, the last part of this show. We, we definitely want to cover some Washington stuff. Um, they've got to get a quarterback. Yeah. I, I don't see where they can roll out. They certainly, I don't think, can roll Taylor Heineke out. Uh, Pooh, we've talked about this. I, I'm not sure Trubisky or Mariota is the way to go. I've been told, I believe, that they're going to swing. They swung hard last year. They're going to swing even harder this year. If Watson gets cleared, expect them to be in on that. If Russell Wilson wants to move on, expect them to be in on that. Um, and frankly, problem. and frankly, I'd give a first round pick to Seattle every year Russell Wilson takes us to the playoffs. I don't care Here's if it's six of them. Here's the problem. Okay. When you talk about these top tier quarterbacks, they want to go to good organizations. We have too many questions surrounding our owner and the organization. Like, what guy's going to want to come and play here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I get There's that, but I, I, I wonder if you throw being the face of a rebrand. I mean, how many guys get to do that? Russell Wilson rolls out the face of a rebrand, it's the man, the man that steers the, the organization in the right direction. You don't think that intrigues a guy like that? No, so I, I think this guy yeah, won I think, Super Bowls in the place that he was at, and it was under a great organization where he didn't have to worry about the owner per se. Like, yeah. it, like Washington is completely dysfunctional. Where I'm hoping that you know, we could change things around. But to get an Aaron Rodgers, to, to get a, a, a 
um, a, a Russell Wilson. Like, they need structure in the front office. Like, these are guys that damn near own their own teams, in, in a sense. You know what I mean? So it's like, why would I go to a dysfunctional f- franchise just for a rebrand? I might as well go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Ben Roethlisberger is out of there. Sign me up for Pittsburgh over Washington any day just because you yeah. know you have good ownership. Because you know so what else is, comes this... with, with one of them quarterbacks if they come, if if they were to come, a Rodgers or a Wilson, now you're going to have the owner back in the mix. Right. He's he's back in the mix because now he has that sexy face of the franchise, big quarterback. He can't help himself. He's mm-hmm. back in the mix. And that's what you don't want. Yeah. At all. So so I, I've been I've been pretty vocal about this. And you know, I I say this with a lot of confidence, but I do want to preface that this is just my opinion. You know, I'm not stating this as fact, but I think you can scratch Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers off the list of available Washington quarterbacks, right? So Deshaun Watson, uh, we won't go into it too much, but this is a this is a guy who's trying to get as much distance between himself and sexual assault or sexual harassment allegations. And Washington, an organization that is trying to get as much distance as they can between their own sexual harassment and sexual um, sexual assault allegations. The, these two guys, it's not in the best interest for Watson or Washington to join. And I know people say, well, winning solves everything. If that was true, Deshaun Watson would have played this year because he is an elite quarterback. So Watson is not going to happen. What Chris said is spot on about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers plays for one of the most universally acclaimed run organizations in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers. They are an excellently run team. And he's frustrated with them. He doesn't think they're good enough. You think he's going to leave that to come to Washington? No, that's not going to happen. Russell Wilson is still a very, very, very long shot. So, like, I'm, I'm not saying this saying I think Russell Wilson's coming to Washington. But he's the most gettable out of these guys. And that's because there is a very, very small come home factor for him, right? So, you know, he's from the Richmond area. He's from the Virginia area. You can sell to Russell Wilson, hey, come home, you know, spend the last five, six, seven, eight, however many years of your career bringing glory to your hometown and to your home area. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. It's a long shot. But he's the most gettable of those top-tier quarterbacks. So if you're going to go all in on one of those guys, he's the guy you chase. Man, they're going to be chasing like Matt Ryan, uh, (laughs) Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, like th- that's what's going to be available. It's not going to be them top like that. Yeah, gonna be I, I agree. Tell you, because that those top notch guys are going to go to places where they feel like the organization is ran properly, and mm-hmm. there's no way in hell. And Rivera, you don't think Rivera's not seen that way? Not I, I Martin think this, Mayhew's not seen I, that way. I, I think, think this, it's it's still too early. It's too early because this season, right? So was was happening on the field is one thing. But you still had a whole bunch of off-field stuff that you had to deal with every week. Yeah. That's the that's the issue here. Okay, they're not ready on the field. Still a young team, still trying to build it, didn't have the quarterback. But when you see every other week, there's new stories coming out about the owner and what happened and what's going on and who he's suing and, and what's going on and what's in this. That, like, nobody wants to be surrounded by all of that. Like, if yeah. you, if your goal is to win a championship, that's what, you, that's what you're trying to do. Nobody's trying to be surrounded by all – not them guys who, who's been a part of well-run organizations, as both, uh, both of them stated. They've been part of very well-run organizations. Mm-hmm. 
And that's part of the reason, like, I agree 100%, Poo. That's one of the reasons. And again, I preface this saying I still think it's a huge long shot, but Russell Wilson makes the most sense because he is squeaky clean, right? Like Aaron Rodgers turned heel, turned villain this year. Deshaun Watson, we've covered that. You know, these other guys, they all have, you know, one or two things. Russell Wilson is squeaky clean. So he may think he can come in and be Teflon and nothing sticks to him. And maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. And again, it's a long shot, but that's why, you know, part of the reason why he's the most gettable of those top quarterbacks. But I agree. I don't think Washington will, you know, have a top five veteran quarterback next year. I think we're going to have someone like Marcus Mariota. And I'm actually okay with that, but I know a lot of fans aren't. Yeah, we're going to be stuck with Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston or Matt Ryan. Or, or Trubisky. I, I think there's a real well, Garoppolo. Trubisky being the guy. There's a lot or of heat around Garoppolo's name, yeah. There, There is. Um, and if it costs number 11, I'm not into it. If it's no, no, no. Yeah. a second and a third, I, I may be into it. I'm, I'm not really I'm not that's excited why, about it. That's why someone like Marcus Mariota makes sense, right? Because he's an unrestricted free agent. So you can bring him in, have Taylor Heineke as your backup, and still have your draft capital available for spending. And then you know you bring in you bring in Mariota on like a two year contract with a third year option if he performs well, but you can get out of it after one year. And then next year's quarterback draft class looks much much better. This is a bad off season to need a quarterback. But this draft Mariotta. class is poor. Who's the quarterback Sorry? from Baltimore? Who who's the backup quarterback from Baltimore? Uh, Huntley. Well, RG three. Yeah, I, I like him, bro. Huntley is is he available? Nah, I don't. I don't. He I, don't. I think he actually. I think he is available. You think so? I do. I, I, think, I think they lock him back up in Baltimore. Oh, I, well, I, it could Baltimore be, but I, I don't think he's signed to them for next year as of right now. Man, man I, I would go get him because he, if it wasn't for Jim uh, Harbaugh going for two point plays every damn game, he probably would have won every game he started and played phenomenal. I'll take him in Washington. Come on, move down the street. <laughs> one of one of those premier quarterbacks, if obtainable. Makes this team a conference contender? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. To, 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 you know, a lot has to go right. I mean, to just, make the just in fairness, when we're talking about why team. would a guy want to come here? The roster isn't that far off from being competitive, even if they have to give up a first round pick this year. To no, where a guy going. like Russell Wilson makes them an instant conference contender. Well, the, the problem is, so let's use Russell Wilson as an example. A first round pick alone isn't going to get him. Seattle's going to want a player back, so you're probably sending back someone like. Deron you know, Payne. hypothetically, Deron Payne, Montez sure. Sweat, um, you know, Chase Young's off the table, John Allen's off the table. Maybe it's Ioannidis. You know, like you're sending back a package of picks and a good player. Um, so does that ding your ability to improve your team over the next 12 months? Eh, somewhat, but like a quarterback is the biggest improvement you can make. We got to find a good defensive coordinator too. I, uh, I strongly think, agree. Yeah, I don't oh, think boy. we're going to keep Jack, Jack Del Rio next year. <laughs> I think I don't. I don't, worry that we're going to keep Jack Del Rio next year. Yeah. I, I'd be I'd be stunned if they make any other moves other than a couple of positional coaching changes on the defensive end. Both coordinators will be back. I, I think the D line <laughs> coach is definitely out of here. Um, I know that. I know that's the coach most fans want out of but, here. But see what what I didn't realize, right? He hired Del Rio, but he brought Carolina guys in to coach the position groups. So you, you go, if you're going to keep Del Rio, you have to allow him to bring, to bring in his guys, his guys, because that could be part of the disconnect with the system and then the way some of the positions groups are playing the system. I do know whoever's coordinating 
they have to get better at putting the guys they have in positions that's best suitable for them. Don't have your high-priced free agent corner playing zone when he's a press man corner. You can't do things like that and expect to succeed or not have them big play glitch glitches um, anytime he was on the field. So, but you got to think about it. Like a lot of the good coordinators, it's not that they have, you know, the greatest defensive calls is they have guys who can play multiple positions. You know, they have guys who can play press man, but can also play zone two when, when need, you know what I mean? Like you just have to be able, like, there's, there's plays and situations where you're going to have to get up there and play that man, man on man, press them up, jam them, and, ma- and make it difficult. Then there's times where you need to get off of six yards and play and play soft zone. So you have to be able to do both. But what we did, man, it, it was too many times where it was like our corners are eight yards off the ball, and it was just easy completions. All and they, and they only needed five there. for a first right. down. In, in, right. in quick passing situations, we're playing right. 12 yards of cushion. Yeah. Right. right. It, was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Chris, yeah, that's what people forget. Like, this this past season, um, you know, a, a season's a long time in football, but the first six weeks, our defense was horrible, and it wasn't down to individual performance. It was down to scheme. Like, mm-hmm. it was really bad. Each week was in blown coverages. Guys didn't know their assignments. Like Chris was just saying, really weird play calls and stuff like that. And then you talk to some people, and what they say is that as the season went on, Ron Rivera started getting more involved with the defense, and we saw that with, like, the Landon Collins position switch. We saw, saw it with Jamin Davis. Um, and you know, if, if your head coach has to sort of, for all intents and purposes, override your defensive coordinator, why are you keeping your defensive coordinator? It doesn't make sense to me. Chris, when, the, when the new names announced, how, how will you, uh, want people to refer to you? How, how does that work? Will you be former Washington Redskin Chris Baker? Will you just be former Washington defensive tackle Chris Baker? Will you be? Just call well, Swaggy. Washington I'm, Commander. Uh, I'm, Chris former, Baker. I'm former Redskin Chris Baker. <laughs> that may not be the name now, but when I played, we were the Redskins. So I'm cool with What, what most people don't know, like if you see Chris in, in public and you go up to him and you call him a former Redskin or you call him a former Commander, the same you get the same response. He'll just be like, how dare you talk to me? How dare you? Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> who uh let's let's quickly go around uh before we wrap this thing up who you got in this weekend's slate of games coming up on sunday um, who's, going to, who's, who's going to the super bowl swaggy let's start with you uh what's the matchup again um so you got rams versus niners and Bengals versus chiefs whoo i'm saying yeah. the chiefs and la i love it chiefs yeah. la in the Super Bowl. Because I'd be surprised if anyone said anything different. Yeah. It's a it's it's a homecoming for LA. They're gonna go out there and play their asses off because they get to play the Super Bowl at home and it'll almost yep. be like the Tom Brady situation in and in, in uh in Tampa last year. So I don't yep. see uh LA going out there and, and, and laying an egg on the biggest game in the season. Um they're gonna come out and, and, and play some ball and then the way Kansas City just played, I I I mean Bet against good. Mahomes if you want to, right? Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't bet against Mahomes. I can't bet against Mahomes, especially with Burrow. He's been playing good, you know, and, and the whole offense has been playing good, um, good in, in Cincinnati. But 
that's that's a tall order to beat the Chiefs at home after what they just put up um, against Buffalo, who who had a top five defense. And I don't think the Bengals have a top five defense. They have a good defense, but it ain't. It wasn't Buffalo's defense. You know what I mean? Like I'll take Buffalo defense over the Bengals defense any day. The Bengals not gonna be able to get a, get away with um, kicking all them field goals on on uh, this weekend. <laughs> like and that, and that that's I give Sean Dermott props for that. That's right, Sean McDermott. He he said it. He said you can't beat this team with field goals. Right. So he was taking some chances early. He went and, for him fourth down twice on the first drive. Yeah, he because yep. he knew what time it was. So and he was right. <laughs> you can't beat them with field goals. So I I I see it's gonna be the Chiefs. Um, Mel because Melvin Ingram when he came. When they got him on the team and they moved Chris Jones back into the inside, that just transformed that defensive line. And, yeah, it's going to be the Rams. Um, I think they're going to – I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to score with them. And, uh, you know, so we just got to get over this weekend salivating of 2013 Washington coaches that, you know, was on the was on the was coaching in Washington, and now they they gone on to do bigger and better things. You know, and, we got to get the fan base is going to be even more mad when O'Connell gets hired by uh, Denver. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is. weekend for another one that they could have had. I'm trying to tell you, watch when this LA game comes. They are going to watch how many times Vaughn Miller or Aaron Donald line up on Tom Compton. Watch oh, they, how, oh, yeah. When they're going to eat Tom, Tom Compton, Compton the alive. Day, I was like. Tom Compton, Tom Compton? It was like, yeah, yeah Tom, Tom Compton, Tom Compton. Yeah, okay. I, I ain't mad at him. He has found a way to keep a job, boy. Because he's been there since Washington. He's always been kind of average, but he's found a way to start. And that's all you guys for is a chance to start. It's going to be somehow a- he keeps getting an opportunity to, to go out there and play. But that is the matchup that they're going to go after. They're going to take that yeah. all day. It's going to be a whole bunch of line line four up on uh, Trent, Trent's side. Right. And right. then and then stick stick one on one Aaron or Vaughn or uh, Leonard Floyd on yeah, Tom Compton because I can I can guarantee you Vaughn Miller gonna try and go for a duck and he don't want to line up on goddamn Trent he he don't want that stretch he gonna go on the other side and, and put Floyd on the other side and be like hey let me take advantage of uh, Tom Compton because if he lines up on Trent Trent gonna shut his ass down I I've seen him do it so trust <laughs> yep. me. Tom uh, Poop, Swaggy, uh, I will see you gentlemen Monday. Uh, Chad, are you guys still doing the uh, Washington rap during the offseason? I love that the, yes. the concept y'all came up with there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just had a, another baby, so it's on a bit of a hiatus at the moment because uh, I need to sleep. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, I've got two baby girls. So Swaggy, you got any tips for that? You know, send them my way, mate. Um, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, the Washington rap, you can find us everywhere. Um, you find me on Twitter at Chad Wico, CWW. All right, fellas. Another great episode. Appreciate y'all. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one.